0: A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio, Wood 1300
1: and 106.9 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan Altina and Haley Johnson. Happy Saturday, Dan. Happy dude. Saturday. Yeah, we're all here ready to have fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Tons of fun. Well,
1: we found out we have six more weeks of winter, according to the Groundhog. Yeah, not so Fortunately, I'm sure other people have heard this, but I did have to dig into his accuracy rate. It's very low. (laughs) When he predicts six more weeks of winter, he's right 36% of the time. That's not good. No. He he could be a weatherman. Yeah, (laughs) he is a weatherman.
2: Most famous weatherman. Yeah,
1: so anyway, we we probably don't have to put a ton of stock into that, but we did like the idea that if winter's going to last... We, we yeah. want to figure out some fun things let's to do. find some stuff to do. And we spent some time talking about that. Dan, you and I were talking about that. And then Haley joined the show and mm-hmm. we were talking about let, let's think up some things yeah. that are great fun for the winter. And we've come up with some of those things. We've come up with an indoor thing that we're going to talk about for in the a little indoor bit. indoor cats. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. <laughs> I mean, super good. You're going to want to be a part of listening to that. So hang on for that. It's coming up. But right now we want to jump into something that Haley tackled. Yeah. An extreme sport outside. It's going to make you jealous, Dan. Okay. you ready. <laughs> it's going
2: to make you jealous. So you had mentioned to me actually that there is this Muskegon Winter Sports Complex where you could go ice skating through the woods. It sounded really cool. And I ended up going on the website on Saturday and mm-hmm. saw there's also lugeing. And I was like, well that's unique. i yeah. lived in a lot of places that's never been an option. Right. <laughs> right. So I was like, well we've got to do it now. So my husband and I sign up for this class and go and I didn't really ever expect I would ever be a loser. And now you are? And now I'm a loser. Cool. (laughs) Huge loser.
1: (laughs) Was it fun?
2: It was super fun. We loved it. And I'm super competitive. And we walk up right away. Well, I'll get to it. Okay. So right away, the teacher's handing out to the previous class the medals that people won so oh, you can really? actually medals? win gold silver <gasps> bronze oh, wow. and so i'm just hooked like i have to win a medal <laughs> <laughs> and i you know i didn't of course cuz you didn't oh. win a medal i, I overthought Did- everything i mean oh. this is a very subtle extreme sport all right it's very <laughs> small movements that make a huge difference you've got to essentially keep yourself super tight to the sled But then you also have to be very relaxed. And that's a hard balance to strike, especially when you're going quickly. And all of your instincts are telling you if you go towards a wall, you need to get off of the wall. And Mm -hmm. so you change your posture, you push your arm or your leg out. And as soon as you do that, your time goes down the drain. It's done. You've lost. And I couldn't not do that. It's such a hard habit to break. Just stay relaxed don't even look side to side unless you want to turn that way essentially right?
3: look where you want to go not where you're going
2: (laughs) and that's not something I'm good at apparently so I did not win now I'm like motivated that I need to practice this at home so I can go back I'm going to win at least bronze next time it's got to (laughs) happen well
1: uh, yeah because we're not going to let you stay on the show we we only have (laughs) ranking medalists on the show right right? right. I Uh, have gold in a number of different things uh, I'm sure you do too yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Haley, we expect success. Step it up. <laughs> so, it's the Muskegon Winter Sports Complex. Mm-hmm. What do they have besides luging? Yeah.
2: Well, besides luge, they've got ice skating, the one where you ice skate through the woods. Right, that's interesting. That sounds it's
1: really cool. Not yes. just a great big rink, but they did, you mentioned that they exactly. had rinks it's as like well. It's like a
2: trail, but then they've got rinks, multiple. I saw one that looked like it was a bunch of hockey kids practicing, another one where it's just, you know, kind of a lazy river mm-hmm. version of ice skating. And then, of course, there's snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, there's fire pits dotted throughout the that complex. going. Mm-hmm. They have
1: them lit yeah, and going just waiting. Fires, fires are for Dan. They're going. Well, I don't have to bring my own fire oh, yeah, yeah, or no. make my own. <laughs> you fire. Don't have to don't. bring the fire. <laughs> the drive
3: here was chaotic, but the <laughs> fire's so to bad. Go. If it wasn't for that fire in the back. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, well I I this place is a nonprofit too, which is kind of cool. I mean, they're connected to the recreation um, parks, so you've got to have a pass to park there.
3: Okay, the state
2: park can, pass. Yeah, you can get it at. Their clubhouse on site, or you can order one ahead of time so you're ready to park right away. Um, but honestly, it's such an amazing place. It's a hidden gem, really. Mm-hmm. It, there's four other places in the country where you can actually go luging.
1: That's oh, kind right. of incredible. This is right in our back do- right. Right backyard. So we're super s- lucky. So the snowshoeing thing, this cross-country skiing thing, do they rent out equipment for those kinds of things? They do, yep. So all you right. don't
2: have to have your own. You can rent it all there. It's super easy, and it's... A naturally socially distanced activity, too, right? I mean, you don't really have to worry so much when you're outdoors. Everyone's wearing a mask still, but also you're just naturally distanced doing these kinds of things.
1: Mm-hmm. So I know that on the website they've got a a conditions tracker or something so you can determine how things look for that particular day that you want to go, right?
2: Yeah, they can tell you whether it's a good day for, you know, the luging, for example. When I went on there, it said the conditions were right. And if they weren't right, if something changed, they automatically canceled the class. So you don't have to worry about the weather so much. They're not going to let you sign up for these things if the conditions aren't appropriate.
1: The Muskegon Winter Sports Complex, it gets two thumbs up from Haley. A non-medalist, if
2: I have, yeah, non-medalist in the luge,
1: but, but, but the still, less. your opinion matters Not an Olympian. Some. Yeah. Maybe when you have that medal, it'll matter more. Oh, the glare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hurts. Feel it. Anyway, we'll put a link in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about VOCs in paint, and Dan's going to make it fun and exciting. We'll get to that in just a minute. Stay tuned.
0: Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News
1: Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, we received a question the other day online in the online chat about something that we talk about in the store all the time. We've got a lot of customers who will come through, and there's just a large group of people, and it's a growing number of people that read online, look online, and start to be concerned about things like VOCs in paint. They're worried about what's in the paint and how dangerous that might be for your health. And so we thought we'd dig into it because, Haley, you and I, First thing yeah. we did was just Google it, just to let's see what people are reading out there. Exactly. You know, and the very first couple of sites we found basically were telling us that if your paint is stinky, that is a Super
2: dangerous. major <laughs> danger
1: sign. Right. And they talked about all the dangerous, g- terrible components in paint.
2: Yeah. And there's a lot of online experts, quote unquote.
1: Yeah. So we thought, let's dig into that. And we've got Dan here. And Dan, you spent how long in the lab? Oh, I 20 years-ish? Yeah. I mean, this is a thing that once we brought it to you as a question...
3: You get you glazed over because I started boring you with a bunch of technical we, terms.
2: Professor well, Dan over here.
1: Yeah, we couldn't get him to shut up, actually. I this a good topic. But. So anyway, let's talk about that. And right off the bat, what are VOCs?
3: Every paint manufacturer ta- likes to talk about VOCs. Um, what it stands for is V, volatile, O, organic, and compounds, Mm -hmm. see. So volatile means it evaporates. Organic, in a chemistry way, means something different than it does when you're talking about vegetables. Organic, in a chemistry (laughs) way, means something that has carbon and hydrogen bonded together. Any compound, and there's millions of them. So volatile organic compounds, why is that important? And what's a safe level, right? And Mm -hmm. we see all these different numbers on paint cans and it's really hard to know. Um, what it's all about is these classic chemicals, a large number of them, react with sunlight to form ozone, ground-level ozone, which is also known as smog. Now, it doesn't just come from paint; it can come from all sorts of things. It can come right. from vehicle exhaust or power plants. That's what you know, I think plants, of right away. Yeah, right. You know, back in the seventies, there was all these air quality issues in big cities, and the reason for that was because cars didn't have as clean of emissions as they do now, and there was unburnt fuel that would pass through the engine and come out the tailpipe, Mm. and then that would react with sunlight to create smog. So that's what VOCs are about. They're about the creation of smog in certain situations when sunlight's present. So where the misconceptions start to come in is that VOCs are, first of all, dangerous to your health, Second of all, are uh, create smell or that when we smell something in the paint that that's
1: a VOC. Okay, so hold on, so like one of the websites that we found, the very first thing we read, yeah, was that. Paints are full of VOCs, and it went on to say, I'm looking at it right now, that many of those VOCs are carcinogens. And then it went on to list benzene, methylene chloride, right. and things like that. And we brought <laughs> that up to you, and yeah, you had a reaction to that. yeah. <laughs> because, but, but that's what people are going to, you know, listeners yeah, at home, they if they, see, they go right. and look, they're going to wonder, what do you mean? How is that not... How does that not affect my health? Right. Right.
3: And as we were looking, all of us looking at this, you know, recently, Googling these things, I could follow the rabbit trails and see where those leaps were made. Mm -hmm. Um, Benzene is something that has been regulated out of existence in consumer products for decades. Mm -hmm. Uh, Methylene chloride existed up until recently in paint strippers, but it really doesn't exist at all, never has in regular. Paint coatings,
1: right? And that is one of those tricky things. That's that's the whole you know the double edged sword of online learning. Yeah, because this was not an old dated website. No, not at all. Brand new. They're drawn from it. You know, who knows where they're getting the info from? Right. But we read it. You know, as as, you know, just regular homeowners, DIYers, whoever. Yeah. And it just seems like wow. To me, if I open up a can of paint, I might as well just. You know, make sure I have my plot picked out. Yeah,
3: right, <laughs> right. You know, it's it's clickbait is what it is. It's uh, giving right. attention to an article, you know, with a splashy headline about how dangerous this yeah. is. Yeah,
2: the more dramatic, the better.
3: Yeah, and you know, having said that, Yes, some of the chemicals that are in paint and in all lots of other household products, including cleaners and even the furniture in your home, mm-hmm. um, are potentially dangerous. Right. Um, but it's, well, some people are much more susceptible to that than others. You know, if you have a sensitivity to smells in general... Definitely. It, there's a good chance that you may have a problem with the smells in paint. But that's not to say that it's VOCs, number one, or that it's going to cause injury number 2.
2: Well, and cuz where does what is smell? It's not the VOCs. So what is the smell coming from? It's emissions, right?
3: Yeah, well, it's right. It's things that are uh, coming off with the water that's being that's evaporating as the paint is drying. We're talking about latex paint here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it can be all sorts of things. It can be ammonia. Um, there's sort of a sweet smell that comes from the latex itself. I can't really describe it, but hmm. it's that paint smell, you know, it comes from right. the latex binders in paint.
2: But uh, that's not necessarily a VOC.
3: No, correct. A lot of the, th- the things that we smell aren't necessarily VOCs and VOCs aren't necessarily ha- don't necessarily have an odor.
2: Right. So so really if we're looking for a less stinky paint because my mom for example she gets migraines really easily triggered by paint smells so she's always looking you know she thought for zero voc paint i tried to explain to her that it's really zero emissions or low emissions or, that she's looking low for odor,
3: you right. know some brands like benjamin moore eco spec is designed to be very low odor mm-hmm. low emissions so uh, it's less likely that someone that's sensitive to odors and stuff like that is mm-hmm. going to react badly.
2: Right. And they would use it in like hospitals and yeah. things like that, right? And
3: a lot of times for the, the reason for that is because they need to turn these rooms over quickly. They need to have somebody back in that room tomorrow and they can't have any sort of odor lingering. Right. So that's why they'll use those kind of things in those institutional settings.
1: No, I know a lot of the Benjamin Moore line are, I don't know that we'd go on, say, zero emissions or anything like that, but they do have the back to use, you know, the next day, next right. day kind of a thing where the smell is meant to be gone or exactly. mostly gone. You know, by a day, you'll never even notice that you painted. Right. Is some of the idea. Yeah. I know Aura <laughs> is one of those where they mention that. Where well,
2: and Natura used to be that, right? And they had the whole commercial that is—is is it still paint if it doesn't smell? Right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and now Natura Benjamin Moore dropped that line. They're mm-hmm. phasing that out. But EcoSpec kind, kind of covered all the bases the, into the gap there. Yeah. Right.
3: It does the same things.
1: All right. So VOCs. You're saying, you know, it creates this low-level ozone when exposed to to sunlight. To sunlight. Yeah. So when it comes to choosing a paint, how important are VOCs in the consideration when we're painting inside?
3: Well, yeah, you know, uh, things that evaporate indoors find their way outdoors. And that could be potentially a problem, especially if you're doing things during the day. You know, another example is uh, there's these ozone action days Mm -hmm. where they um, ask you to not mow your lawn, to not fill up your weed whacker with gas. Same thing. Those things don't burn very efficiently, so there's a lot of unburnt fuel that... react with air if you did it at night you'd be okay really honestly (laughs) Um, once it finds its way into the atmosphere it's um it's not necessarily going to react to form ozone it needs the sunlight to do that so yeah but things that it's really about outdoor air quality but indoor air quality does play a role especially in the short term while the paint is drying you know and that's when people would be sensitive to it you know like i mentioned the v stands for volatile so that means these things evaporate and they're they're gone after a day or so, mm-hmm. and then the risk is gone.
1: Right, and we kind of covered it, but I think it's really important to point out that you could buy a, a low VOC. You know, you might even find something labeled zero VOC somewhere, right? And it could still smell sure really badly. Yeah, right. So right. don't think that you're getting right. away from that. Right, the smell yeah. part of things because that's a, a lot of the times that's what people really react yes, to. Yes, definitely.
2: The like Correct. the ammonia smell because that's not a VOC, but it's really stinky.
1: Another thing that's kind of interesting, at least to us, is that you can find products that are low, zero VOC all over the place, labeled that way. But when universal colorants or whatever are added to it, the colorants usually contain VOCs, and that will skew that rating dramatically at times. Yeah, yeah. double it. Yeah, you think you're getting something that's low VOC, but after it's tinted to whatever color Mm -hmm. you need, it might no, not it's even not. be even it can close. can be a little deceiving, for and sure. And that's where it's interesting with Benjamin Moore's Gen X colorants.
2: Right, because that is a product that doesn't use the glycol, so it is lower, if not zero, VOC going into a paint.
1: So whatever it is on the label, it's going to stay that way after tinting, and we just switched colorants, yeah, Dan, Yes, what, a year ago?
3: Yep, approximately a year ago. Same thing. They're, um,
1: Ours aren't the Gen zero X VOC. colorants that we're right. using. It's, it's a
3: different... Th- different but similar technology, high-strength zero VOC colorants. So yeah, no more no VOCs get added when colorant is added. Yeah, and that's not common around the industry. Right. I don't think the there's industry, no, right? any other brands that really have that. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah.
2: pretty
1: cool. Yeah. Because the
2: Gen X was a patented technology too. So it was really, I mean, Benjamin Moore's done that since 2007, and they were kind of leading the way in the industry as far as zero VOC goes, mm-hmm. right? Especially with those colorants, because like you just said, you can have a product, but that doesn't necessarily mean that what you take home is low or zero
1: right one last thing just before we wrap this up you know so you zero voc if that's better for everything you know environment in you know air quality all of those kinds of things why aren't all paints doing that there's trade-offs yeah you
3: know with anything there's trade-offs and zero voc paints tend to be more difficult to apply they're stickier they're they don't flow as well um, one of the things that is one of the things that constitutes VOCs in paints is a flow agent, um, propylene glycol. It's also an antifreeze. Uh, by removing that, it makes the paint not flow out very well. The other thing is, is uh, zero VOC paints tend to not be as hard or as resistant to staining. They're a little softer. Um, There again, it's one of the chemicals that we use to make paint harder. We don't put into zero VOC paints. And so there's some
1: trade-offs there. Right. And so we're always trying to find that balance. You know, get it as low as we can, but still deliver a product that applies and performs. Yeah. The way you need it. Yeah. There's a lot we could talk about, but you know, it's what, eight fifteen, something like that <laughs> right, on a Saturday yeah. morning? That's this is yeah, a Yeah, this much. is a lot a of jargon. <laughs> a little too sciencey for right away. Anyway, if you do have questions, by all means give any of our stores a call. You can chat with us online. You can email us at radio at repcolite.com and we'll walk you through, help you find the best product for what you're what you're working with. Now we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna be talking about a really fun thing I did on the weekend. We started the show with Haley's fun weekend. Yeah. Now we're gonna talk about my fun weekend.
3: When do I get a fun weekend?
1: <laughs> I don't know that you do. I, I, I guess I don't. We'll talk about that. Maybe, maybe we'll think of something fun for you to do next week. Okay. All right, that's all next, stay tuned.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco like Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On
1: news radio, Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hanson. I've got Dan Altina sitting here. Haley Johnson. Hello. All in the... Safe and secure Repcolite Studio. Right. right? The fortress. Yeah, the <laughs> fortress. They
2: called it a cave the other day, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> I was a aff- I made a note. Be offended about that later when I have more time. I think I've got time. <laughs> hmm. I'll do that later. Nobody wants to. I was
2: blinded when I left.
1: That is true. There's no windows to no. the outside world. So every now and then we'll go outside. We'll assume it's as gray and dreary as it was when we got here. And oh, well, the sun's It's like out. a beautiful day. day and now yeah. I
2: can't see because I'm like, there's so much light all of a sudden. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the Repco Light Studios, but they're still a nice place.
2: Yeah. It's Pretty beautiful.
1: awesome. Anyway, we're sitting here and uh, i want to talk about something fun that i did this weekend and dan you belly-ached at the end of the last segment that you don't get fun stuff to do on the weekends right. that's your fault <laughs> i'll work on that i yeah, know i, thought I of that feel later. bad give took,
2: yourself some homework yeah.
1: <laughs> okay I, I took responsibility for providing dan's happiness and that's not it's really not the my way it role. goes right okay. i don't think that's on my job description All right. so I can anyway change that. yeah i know <laughs> i'll come up with something <laughs> fun i can change that <laughs> right now just live vicariously through the joy that i experienced. i will Yeah, so anyway, oh, two years ago, Haley, way before you were here, Mm -hmm. and Dan, you were a part of this, and to some extent, you helped us a little bit, but Betsy and I, we did a design event for architects, interior designers, DIYers attended one of the evening sessions, we had two evening sessions, it was just a lot of fun, and we focused on Iris Apfel, who's an interior designer originally, years back, she's 98 years old now, 99, yeah, 99, still there. I liked her on Facebook, <laughs> and every time there's a post, I have that little bit of a, oh, is this is the Oh, right. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, but she's oh still gosh. there and still hilarious, and absolutely, I adore that lady. And anyway, we focused on her. Initially, she was an interior designer. She transitioned largely into fashion and mm-hmm. all of that, and we took a bunch of fashion quotes that Iris had given and, and applied them to interior design. And one of my favorite takeaways from that whole event was iris's focus on when you you know she, her she was about a wardrobe but when right. you dress you should dress for you because if you've ever seen iris she's got the great big round glasses yes,
2: chunky jewelry yeah right it's kind of iconic just crazy
1: stuff and you know at first it's jarring yeah. but once you realize what she's doing you know it's her thing and she dresses for her And we love that point because I don't know how many times I've talked to customers in the store. I've done it myself. My sister's done it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we go to somebody's house and we see... How nice that looked. And we asked what the color was that you used. Right. Because I want to use that color. I like how it looks here. So we take all this time and we try to make our homes look like something we've seen in a magazine, something we see at somebody else's house.
2: Pinterest, Instagram. There's so many sources of that now.
1: Right. We go to that for inspiration, but often it becomes more than inspiration and we almost feel like we're trying to duplicate that. Yeah, we have
3: to do this that we've seen.
1: And Iris had this quote where she said, one of the greatest or the saddest things in fashion is to get dressed, look in the mirror and see somebody else yeah and i love that because the whole concept is don't dress based on you know what you saw here what you saw there who you saw on the screen over here you know all of those things
2: yeah you don't need permission i think is the point you
1: want to be you you want to find the things that really speak to you Mm -hmm. and let that play out in your wardrobe well of course there's such an easy transition to decorating at home for sure you know don't duplicate somebody else's Whatever. I mean, you can use that for inspiration.
2: Yeah, you can buy a prepackaged theme and it's already made for you. You have permission. It's accepted that this is going to look good in your house, but that's not necessarily you. Right. right?
1: My sister has uh, a great story. I've told it on air, but I just think it makes the point so well. She, right after the Iris seminar, she attended that. And she was so excited about that because she thought, I'm going to decorate with stuff i really really that speak to me. Things that are quirky, things that mm-hmm. are a little funny. I'm i feel free. I feel like i've got permission right. to do some of those things. So anyway, she buys this. I think it was a cat clock, you know, one of those old <laughs> I things love with it. the oh, eyes yeah. go back and yeah, forth and cool. the tail clicks. Something she would have avoided before. You know, not avoided, she just never would have felt it's comfortable putting it in her house. Right. People are going to laugh at her. People are going to think it's ridiculous. It doesn't fit my style. Anyway, she buys that and puts it up in this room that she's redoing and her college age son it was walking through one day and she can tell he's really taken in that clock and you know, he's been taking it in all week, but he's <laughs> just standing there and she thinks, okay, I know, I know it's goofy. I know it's ridiculous. And he says, you know, that clock, that's my favorite thing you've ever bought. <laughs> and she said, what in the world? Why? And said, because that is the one thing in this whole house. that is like your entire personality is right. in that. And I just think how fun that is. You know, decorating is stressful, yes. right? Yeah. Right. Because we feel we've got to hit this level. Well, it's this we don't want to do it wrong
2: the public, right? You're inviting yeah. people in and now you're being judged on your space. Right, It's a vulnerable thing really and yeah. it's a creative act to design and to decorate because it is artistic right? Yeah, And that comes with a level of vulnerability. It's the hardest part of all of that. So if you give yourself permission I think to just really like what sparks joy in you mm-hmm. it takes it to a whole different, now it's authentic. right? You can't not like something that's authentic. It's just right. the way it works. Right.
1: <laughs> so that sounds really good, and I really bought into that, and I really believe that. The thing is, I've run stuck on trying to implement that. You know, So I'll go to a store, and I'll find all these things. Oh, I like that. That speaks to me. There's 12 mm-hmm. of them on the shelf. How unique is this? <laughs> you know, Does everybody have the How same thing at high? home? Right? That's kind of against what I was trying to do. So I've kind of been in this little bit of a funk trying to figure things out. And I've loved antique malls and places like that, you know, right. where, where you can wander. The problem that I've run into is that I'm a little cheap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like to hold on to my money. Tightly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I've got to pry it out of my little clenched fist. you right, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the antique places don't offer It's not really conducive to my shopping it's m- above m- your, you know, yeah. station? Well, I could afford some of it, but I don't want to. Most of it I can't afford. <laughs> okay. anyway. Or you
2: question whether it's the right price or not, too. Right,
1: right, right. All of those things. And honestly, I've been to some places where, you know, it's fun at first. And mm-hmm. then I just, I, I don't, I see the same thing over and over again. That's yeah. always been, you know, it, from booth to booth to booth to booth. Right. Visual fatigue. It, it's the same thing, right? Anyway, to get to my fun thing. Yeah, and everybody needs to do this because you recommended a winter sporty kind of a thing. Go right. out and have fun outdoors. If that's not your bag, I found the place. Haley, you actually found it for me, but I went and experienced it myself. Yes, Wally's Treasures Antique Mall. It's in Grand Rapids. It's on Twenty Eighth Street. We'll put uh, the the full address and a link to their website in the show notes. But Haley had recommended this place basically because you you thought it was curated so well. Each little booth, yeah, you was so. Because
2: sometimes you go into those places and each booth has such a stylized, like, okay, I'm just going to have glassware in this booth, or I'm just going to have quilts in this booth. And I like to look through all the different kinds of objects. Oh,
3: sure.
0: You
2: know? So, And if I just skip by all those ones, because that's not what I'm looking for, maybe there was something in there, but I'm just glancing over it now. When there's a nice mix in every booth, it makes me look harder. Yeah. And then I find stuff that I might not have even looked at before. And I love that about this place.
1: It was so cool. There's like, I think they've got 150 or more vendors. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't look so huge on the outside. Yeah,
2: very unassuming.
1: Right. But you get in there and you've got this whole main level, I guess you'd say, and everything was wonderful. You know, my daughter and I went and the very first booth she stopped in, she snagged something right off the bat that just jumped out at her. And then we just wandered and wandered. And then we found, oh, there's a little bit of an upstairs. Mm -hmm. And oh, there's another, there's a basement area. And oh, there's a little section off of that. It took us a couple of hours, if not more, to wander through it. And it was good all the way through. The prices were very reasonable. Yeah, the prices are really good. And I guess getting back to how I started this whole thing, you know, with the Iris Apfel thing and the design event, to tie that together with this is as we wandered, I ended up finding a couple of things. I I wander past one booth and there was this, it was like a little magazine rack. And I've kind of Mm -hmm. wanted something to put the books and stuff by my chair. They're piled up on an end table now and I can kind of tuck it off to the side And I thought that looks right. It looks like it would fit. It looks like it matches everything that I'm kind of doing. Oh, maybe I should get that. The price was good, but it didn't. I don't know. It just didn't. Didn't speak. It didn't close the deal. Right. Right. So we kept wandering, keeping that in mind, and we found this dumb brass duck. A great big, life-sized brass duck standing there, his mouth's open, he's got this weird lump on his head. He's quacking. He's quacking. And my daughter and I both (laughs) stared at him for a few minutes, or seconds, and then we start laughing. Okay. You know, so we kept wandering. Mm -hmm. We kept coming back to the duck. (laughs) And I finally realized, this is one of those things. Where am I going to put it? I wasn't really sure. I wasn't sure that it fits with any kind of style or anything, but it spoke to me. And honestly, right after that design event, uh, Caroline Dwan, she's been on our show before. She's the Midwest marketing rep for Benjamin Moore. And anyway, she had attended our Iris event and she called me the day after and she was crying because oh, it had impacted her so much. Wow. And she talked about things that she had skipped past at stores because they didn't fit her style. And then after she had passed it up. She realized, ooh, that thing really was speaking to me. And now it's gone. She's lost her chance. Mm -hmm. So based on that conversation, I thought, we have to have this duck. (laughs) So we snagged this duck. And I cannot tell you how it's become a part of not just our home. It literally is a part of our family, as weird as that is.
3: (laughs) Have you named it yet? It's
1: Harold. (laughs) That's a good duck name. The kids talk to it. Not in a weird way. Maybe Maybe in a weird way. (laughs) (laughs) He's moved around the house. He's hilarious. Yeah, He fits in. And it's just that one little thing. It's that step towards making the space ours. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we'll have other stuff on there that we'll find at other stores. And parts of the home will always look like somebody else's. But there's all these little elements that make it. There's not going to be many people that have a herald. No. Not like ours. (laughs) No. Because ours has an attitude. You know, the thing is, decorating that way is going to take you a long time. Right. But decorating isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we, because my tendency has been, let's get this room finished up. So Mm -hmm. you snag everything. Yeah. The beauty of what we did this past weekend is the joy of the hunt. Because let me tell you, picking through a place like that. Right. That in itself
3: is an enjoyable experience. So right.
1: much fun cuz you're just thinking the next corner, the next corner, who knows what I'm going to find. There's going to be something really cool there. And you got to you got to pay attention. And when you find it, you know, especially I was with somebody else. I was so excited to show them what I found. Exactly. <laughs> and it was just so much fun. So we had the joy of the hunt, the excitement of the find, the story that I've got to tell. I mean, yeah. And you got Harold at home every day. And then, (laughs) yeah, the 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 payoff is Harold, plus the other things we found. Makes a big difference. Treasures Antique Mall in Grand Rapids. If that even sounds remotely fun, you've got to check that place out. Definitely. I've been to a lot of them, and there's a lot of good ones. I don't mean that this is the only good antique mall or or place like this, but it's a really good one. Haley, you agree? One of my favorites. Yeah, Dan. I'm giving you an assignment. Go have fun this weekend. All right. At Wally's Treasures. And then go Lugine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> going to be a long weekend for me. Yeah. It's fun weekend, though. Yeah. Busy. All right. Anyway, we'll put links in the show notes. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about how to choose color in the midst of all of the COVID. Not everybody's comfortable coming into stores. And color is a huge part of a paint selection. Is there really a bigger part? I guess there's equal parts. <laughs> but it's yeah. a big one. It's a big one. And we're going to help you get there. And that's all coming up next. Stay tuned.
0: If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On news radio, Wood
1: 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back. And Haley, this week you were talking about something, uh, a project that your mom is working on. And there were a number of obstacles that she ran into. (laughs)
2: Exactly. And as
1: we talked about it, we thought this might be perfect to... You know, talk about on air. I because think a lot of a,
2: people can relate.
1: A lot of people will relate. So what's she working on and what were some of the obstacles she's been hitting?
2: Well, so my mom is repainting the basement. She needs to choose color. And she's someone that struggles with that process in normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. Now with COVID, she has an immune deficiency. So she doesn't want to spend a ton of time in the store. Right. And right. I get that. And I'm here to help her with color selection. However, it got me thinking there's a lot of tools that exist for that already. Just the innovation is there. But with COVID, even more so, you can order these color chips online on our website. So there's a lot of options out there.
1: Right. We did run into that. I I had an email from a customer a few, maybe a month ago or so. And it was the same thing. I need to pick colors for a project. I don't want to come into the store. We've got these, you know, some health concerns. Mm-hmm. How in the world do we even begin to get colors? Yeah. And it's great to have the tools that have developed. I know right. Benjamin Moore has the Color Portfolio app. Mm-hmm. You can put it on your phone, Apple, Android, doesn't matter what, what system you work with. It's yeah. a free app. And it came out right on the at the beginning yeah, of, the
3: timing was perfect.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't intentional at all. They didn't no. react to COVID. It, it actually came out just prior to everything that started to happen last year.
2: They predicted the future.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the app itself is really, really helpful. You've got um, all these different fan decks, and the fan decks, when we talk about that, that's just the collection of colors. You know, a lot of people go into the store and they'll get a deck that's... A great big heavy. It's like all
2: the color chips yeah, in one
1: book. All the color chips in a little booklet, and this the Benjamin Moore Color Portfolio app has digital fan representations decks. of those fandex, and you can literally look at the chip. I that's one one of the things I like best about that app is that you're not looking at just the one color. You know, you're looking Mm -hmm. at the whole color chip, really. The lighter versions, the darker versions, the colors next to it.
2: Yeah, it's like looking at the color chip rack in the store in that way. You can see everything at once, but then you can drill down to exactly the color chip you're interested in looking at. You know, same thing with the Color Viewer online. Benjamin Moore has the Color Viewer on their website. You can plug in colors into a room. Kind of imagine what it would look like, whether it's your picture or one that's pre-made on there already. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the color app will do that same thing as well. You can take a picture of a space in your home yeah. and it will apply the color digitally to that area is it's not perfect
2: but it's a great starting point but
1: it's a great starting right. point it's a good visualizer i loved it for front doors that's where i oh. found it to be really helpful because the app was able to easily distinguish the front door and to block that area oh. out mask yeah, it off it's a
2: little more simple
1: yeah so it really worked well to see different colors on a front door but either way there there are a couple options right there we've got links right on the repcolite.com website right under a little header called color tools and it will help you get where you need to go there's also fan decks that are available literal handheld fan decks that yes. have you know thousands and thousands of colors in them and you can get those at any of our stores
2: right and that kind of comes with another downside right i mean first downside is our screens aren't all the same so colors can be altered the second one with having an entire fan deck in front of you is now you have all of the options right <laughs> and,
1: yeah there's this color paralysis that happens it's we, called the paradox of choice yeah you yeah. just sit there with too many options but at least it gets just started
2: yeah you can see it in your own light at least it's more accurate in that way
1: so what we'd recommend is whatever you use any of these types of tools You use them as starting points to try to narrow down kind of what you're thinking. And then we've got a really slick system in place. I think it's slick. I was instrumental in putting this together. Oh, so so no wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when you find the flaws. You think you're so slick. (laughs) No, it's like once in a while I get lucky and something seems to work. Uh, But anyway, you can go to our online store and you can enter color chips. You know, and it doesn't even charge you because I'm big-hearted like that. <laughs> but you can enter whatever you want. We've had a number of customers come in. They'll they'll list 15 color chips, and then they'll place that order. They can select which store they want to pick it up, mm-hmm. and then right. that store will pull all of those color chips, throw them in an envelope, and then when you arrive curbside, they'll bring it right out to you. And you've got all the actual chips to take home and take a look at. Right, I have so to admit that it's slick. It is it slick. Is.
2: I mean, you've already narrowed it down on the website or color visualizer, portfolio, fan deck, and now you can just get the ones that maybe are the top picks.
1: Right. Then you do the Benjamin Moore sample pints.
2: Yes. Finally. You know, step. You've
1: kind of looked at the colors at home. You've narrowed it down to a couple colors. And then if you need one more step to make sure you've got the right thing, you can order those sample pints. Again, they can be ordered online. And brought out curbside, yeah, with exactly the color you need. Now, one other thing I should mention is that if you do need to talk to somebody, and you, you know, sometimes I hate the phone thing. I'm not, I don't like calling people to get answers on the phone a lot of the times. Yeah. I talk with my hands. Right. I find so I am more can't communicate. Yeah, I swing Things my get arms knocked down all the time. When I can't do that, I feel like I'm not communicating well. <laughs> uh-huh. So some people do. They want to actually have a conversation and. All of our stores, if you walk in, if you call them and let them know that you don't feel comfortable coming in, we'll come out. Yeah. And we can have a conversation outside. Right. We have color
2: consultants. So, I mean, that's what they're there for is to help you through that process, make it a little bit easier because it can be overwhelming even if you have all these tools.
1: Right. And so we're there to help whatever we can do. To get you where you need to go. We've got a lot of different things available to you. And if you need to do color matching or anything like that, I should mention that that's also something we can do. If you've got a competitor's chip, right. Right. we can match that. Or a pillow. A or pillow. A
2: pillow.
1: <laughs> right. Start with a phone conversation. Start with a chat online and we'll kind of direct you towards the best way to get you what you need in the easiest, most convenient way possible. Perfect. And that's it. That's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. Dan, you've got stuff to do this weekend. I guess you I do. Some real are yeah. yeah. cheekmalling and you're lugeing. Right. And we want to know how that went next week. Right.
3: If you don't hear from me next week, you'll know. That's right. Mm.
1: Whatever you do today, make sure you have a good one. Make sure paint's a part of it. All of the Repco Light and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, ready to help. I'm Dan Hanson. I'm Dan Altino.
2: And I'm Haley Johnson.
1: Thanks for listening.